0: Hello, this is Stump, Death and Taxes. This is me, also known as Mary Pat Campbell. Today I'm going to be talking about ESG, public pension funds, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida, the Catholic Church, can you imagine that? The principal, uh, agent problem. And uh, let's just get into it. Back in July, so July twenty seventh, 2022, uh, press release was put out by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. And I'm going to read a few excerpts from this. The press release was titled, Governor Ron DeSantis announces initiatives to protect Floridians from ESG financial fraud. Yeah, okay, whatever. Um, in any case, uh, so I actually am just going to jump over to the bullet points. Um, Governor DeSantis's proposed legislation for the 2023 legislative session will So the first bullet point is not what i'm going to touch on today which is prohibit big banks credit card companies and money transmitters from discriminating against customers for their religious political or social beliefs so that i'm going to put to one side that's not what i'm going to talk about today i am going to talk about the other two bullet points so uh, bullet point number two prohibit state board administration sba fund managers From considering ESG factors when investing the state's money. I don't think that's wise, but I'll get back to that. And then require SBA fund managers to only consider maximizing the return on investment on behalf of Florida's retirees. Okay, that bullet point is okay. so those are the three bullet points from the press release. You know, and there's various political woke elites use ESG investing, blah, 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 blah. Um, and obviously for the last month, there has been various reactions. Oh, what a fascist, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Um, so ESG, so that's environmental, social, and corporate governance. And that's why I said it's not it's not wise to say you can't use ESG factors because the G part at the very least is very important in considering uh selecting assets. And I'll come back to that in a moment. So ESG is one of those things that can mean a lot of things. It's like artificial intelligence. Um, you'll hear a lot of software, so is AI this and AI that, and then you just find it's it's just a statistical model that's, you know, just a linear fit to something, and they call it AI. Um, a lot of things can be very sophisticated or very simple. ESG could be something that's actually very sophisticated, or it could be very simplistic. Indeed, some asset managers or have been hit with fines for calling something ESG when it was basically nothing it was just a marketing term Um, they weren't really doing anything and the regulators were displeased that they were just using the ESG marketing term as an excuse to basically charge customers more for essentially nothing (laughs) no service I'm not going to link or um, talk about what company got fined in any case so esg has been something of a fad in the asset management world and yeah you can say oh woke elites and yada yada but if you're an asset manager you're working on behalf of other people you're managing their assets not your owns and this is what is coming to what is called the principal agent problem so principal with an AL, I'm not your pal, buddy, um, the principal is the person whose money it is, whose assets they are, um, and then you hire an agent to do something for you. So that's the principal agent problem. The problem is the agent's interests are not necessarily 100% aligned with the principles, <laughs> okay? So that's the principal agent problem. Um, and I actually, I wanna jump over to a book I highly recommend called The Wisdom of Finance by Mahir Desai. And if I remember correctly, this comes out of a talk he gave to a graduating MBA class. And I think this book should actually be taught at the high school level because it doesn't really involve you having a lot of life experience. It, do, it definitely doesn't involve a lot of math. Um, it's based on, some of it is based on pop culture. One of the uh, principal agent problems that he talks about comes from the, uh, the movie and the, now the musical, the produce, which then became a movie musical, the producers um, <laughs> by Mel Brooks, where you know, you have the investors into the, the, <laughs> I'm sorry, the Nazi musical in the, in the story. You have the investors who are hoping to get a return on their investment. They're the principals. Then you have the producers. They're the agents. So Bialystok and Bloom are raising this money. They're the agents. Okay. But they are not aligned with the principles, the investors. <laughs> it all goes to hell. Um, it's very, very funny. Um, so that's, that's the principal agent problem done as a comedy. It, in real life, of course, when you have the misalignment, it often ends in tragedy. So because you can have a situation where, of course, um, you have things go to hell. And this is where we go back to the G of the ESG. Um, Where a lot of these principles started out, actually, in the asset management world, was focusing on G factors, corporate governance. And this was a big thrust when I worked at TIAA, was that when they were selecting companies to be either in the TIAA, which is fixed income, or the CREF, which was equities, funds, they were very big on looking at that corporate governance because uh, publicly traded companies are principal agent problems writ large because you have the CEO or management in general, and then you have the board of directors, and then you have the investors, and you also have bondholders. So bondholders are one kind of principle, uh, the equity holders are a different kind of principal, uh, and your agents are the management. But you also have the board of directors who are a different kind of agent. So you actually have these principal agent chains all throughout corporations, and you have oversight. So the board of directors are there to provide oversight. <laughs> They're agents for the shareholders to provide oversight over management. So let's think of Theranos. That's actually the perfect example of where a principal agent problem went very, very wrong. Because we had a board of directors on Theranos where basically no members of the board knew anything. They had no expertise in the area where Theranos, they were trying to do this supposed blood test with like a single drop of blood. And it was total bullshit. None of these people had any expertise in biochemistry. You know, they they were big names in other areas, but none of that expertise transferred over to where Theranos was. Um, So this is kind of a warning to people who you know get involved in boards of directors. I've been on. Boards, not obviously not on a Fortune 500 company, but like on a co-op board in small local organizations. You know, I keep it to things that I understand. Um, and this also, ha ha ha, transfers over to public pension funds and actually pension funds in general, because sometimes on the board of trustees of pension funds or the fiduciaries, ah, we're going to get to fiduciary duty in just a moment. You have people on these boards. Who do not have financial expertise now um, they do have an interest a lot of the people who don't have um, financial expertise but who are on these boards of trustees do actually have a direct interest in the performance of the pension funds because they may be a participant themselves Um, often they're politicians and we'll get back to that in a moment and they can be educated i mean i'm not saying these people are stupid it's just not their area of expertise the problem i've often had with these boards of trustees with the public pension funds especially with the asset side is that uh, a lot of them a lot of these funds sorry are getting into asset classes that are very complicated um, and they're being they have to bring in these outside asset managers where they do have expertise in these specialty asset classes. So this is the alternatives. Um, and of course they are charging high fees for alternative asset classes. There's nothing nefarious in alternative asset classes. However, if that board of trustees does not have enough knowledge, expertise, etc., how can they provide effective oversight? It's just a thought. The the way you control the principal agent problem in general, you try to align, you know, you try to align incentives, but that's very difficult to do. Um, you provide oversight, so that's one of the most effective. So we have regulation, such as with the SEC, but that makes people lazy. Think of what happened with Bernie Madoff. So the problem is that the SEC could not provide effective. Oversight. Think of Markopoulos' book, No One Would Listen. The problem there was everybody sent to Madoff was essentially lawyers, not numbers people, not people who knew how to detect Ponzi schemes. That's, that was Markopoulos' argument um and this is the problem sometimes in some regulatory bodies some regulatory bodies are just stuffed to the gills with people who really do know that the um area so i have noticed with the irs and i've noticed with departments of insurance that uh, yes they actually do have a lot of people in there that really know the business so yes tax and insurance tend to have pretty strong oversight but for some reason you know SEC um, certain kinds of things maybe not as strong who knows um, it can be how strongly they can compete for talent against the, the private sector and maybe tax and insurance just can pay better um, with regards to um, you know who their competitors are in the private sector um, it's a thought Okay, moving on. So, on the G side, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. The G part of ESG is really important. Uh, it's, it's not just a matter of, um, it's not just a matter of window dressing. Uh, now, Sarbanes-Oxley, some of the oversight can be ineffective. And, um, you want to make sure that a G part that you're looking at is something that is substantive. Uh, but having the oversight, the governance in place, it's it does cost a little to make sure that it's there, okay? That's true. However, it prevents some major disasters from occurring. It, it prevents major frauds from occurring. So the G part doesn't really fit with the E and the S in many ways. Um, a lot of this framework started out with the G where they said, okay, we need to make sure that the chairman of the board of directors and the CEO are different people. Um, so that's one key governance issue. Uh, There's other things of having independent directors on the board, making sure that you have competent people on the board of directors. Mm Mm-hmm, Theranos, that kind of thing. So that's G. That's one of the issues with the principal agent problem. But let's go back to the E and the S parts. ESG concerns, and especially in public pension funds these are not new i've actually you know i went back into the old blog so the um, principal agent problem i wrote about this um, public pension assets it's not your money to play with pension trustees back five years ago in 2017 um, and where i was talking about people who are advocating for esg in public pension funds and the whole point is if you're going to exclude funds for your public pension funds so this goes to the third bullet point of you should as your fiduciary duty only consider the expected return on your equity or your expected returns for your funds um if you're going to restrict what funds you're going to allow using these esg and that's your second bullet point then obviously you're looking at a smaller universe of acceptable assets. Your maximal, your optimal result is going to be less. The chances are, I mean, it's it's just you're you're optimizing over a smaller set. You can't get anything bigger than what you had before. Uh, this is obvious. It's just math. Um, so you're going to have to make an argument. That it's okay, you're going to have lower results by excluding entire sectors because you've decided they're not good enough. Now, there can be arguments made. And I, you know, I don't want to dig into that right now. But now I need to get into a different aspect of the principal agent problem. Um, so whose money is it anyway? Um, the problem is with the ESG, and this happened with CalPERS, that they did a green fund. So there's the, okay, we're not going to invest in certain things because they're evil. You know, I'm exaggerating here for effect. And then there's, we're going to affirmatively invest in these green fund things. So maybe you are creating capital sources for business that would ordinarily not exists a cylindra and some other things that may be boondoggles and waste a lot of money and therefore there went your billion dollars down a hole and one prior CIO of CalPERS if I remember correctly foolishly said at a conference oh yeah you know I I wasted a billion dollars on these green fund boondoggles and I would gladly waste a billion dollars more And that was, you know, CalPERS, California pension funds. Because the assumption is, of course, that the pension benefits will always be paid and that that money will always be forthcoming from California taxpayers. What if that money is not always forthcoming? So, again, whose money is it? So who's the principal? I mean, the agent we can see. The agents are very easy to see. They're public. There's the asset managers. Okay. And then we have the various fiduciaries so fiduciary duties this is another way we try to get around the principal agent problem so we we impose duties and legal consequences supposedly upon these agents if they don't fulfill these duties and these fiduciaries are supposed to put you know the best interests of the principal but again who is the principal in mind i did I did say I was going to mention the Catholic Church, and I am going to jump over to that, because the problem with a lot of these investment, I mean, these asset managers, and this can be whether they're state employees like the CalPERS employees, or if they're external asset managers, is they sometimes act like they're the Catholic Church. Now, I'm Catholic, so I don't mind you know that so back in July, the Vatican announced a new policy and it was it's not exactly new. It's it's more of an organizational policy. So um, they announced a unified investment policy to place all curial assets. Um, and I'm quoting. I'm sorry. Let me say who I'm quoting. So in July, and this comes from the pillar Catholic, so pillarcatholic.com, which is my main source of Catholic news. Um, Can a new policy change the Vatican's investment culture? Okay, so the Vatican announced, and I'm quoting them, the Vatican announced Tuesday, so that was um, back in July, a new unified investment policy set to place all curial assets under the management of APSA, the Holy See's sovereign wealth manager which will administer all investments through a single fund for the entire Holy See and adhere to a new ethical investment policy in line with church teaching. The policy is likely to be welcomed and opposed in equal measure within the Vatican, especially to the extent that it might catalyze the internal accountability and oversight that Vatican reformers have long pushed for. So I'm going to skip ahead. The announcement made July 19th By the secretariat for the economy said that oversight of the new policy fund and investments will fall under an investment committee created by predicate evangelium yeah that's in latin and led by cardinal kevin farrell the cardinal camerlengo and then I will skip ahead. In April 2021, it was reported that APSA had previously invested heavily in pharmaceutical companies producing and distributing so-called emergency contraceptives and only pulled the Vatican's money when it was detected by the former Auditor General of the Holy See, Libero Maloney, and reported to senior curial officials. So this was and i'm going back to my own voice so this was a principal agent problem under catholic social teaching yeah these emergency contraceptives which are you know plan b you may have heard of that that's a big no-no um there would be other things that of course the vatican would not be in favor of maybe they would not be in favor of say investing in an arms manufacturer uh there would be other things maybe someone who's a pornography publisher but no one would object to say the catholic church saying no we're not going to invest our money in this that's kind of not part of the catholic morals and no one's going to make fun of the catholic church like oh yeah you're against pornography and you're not going to invest in pornography that's what they should be doing when we get to public pension funds though do we want to say, do you want them to be saying, oh, well, it's evil that people are gambling. Therefore, we're not going to be investing any, in any Las Vegas companies. I mean, what? Do you really want them to be doing that? Oh, no, but you think that it's going to be your preferred morals that they're going to go by. Oh, no, no, we're going to have them di- divest from fossil fuels. We're going to have them investing in mass transit. No, 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 no. Here's the problem. Once you make it political, the people you want in charge aren't always going to be in charge. Um, this is the problem when you start going on these little divestment campaigns. You start with your preferred... Uh, targets and and the problem is the targets are moving this stuff didn't start recently it started back in the 1980s when it was South Africa and apartheid was the cause then then it moved over to tobacco companies and it was very interesting when I think it was the Reynolds company spun off their tobacco operations so that they had the food and other consumer goods were in one company and all the tobacco stuff was in a different company so if you just wanted to be in the evil stuff, you could be in the evil stuff. And if you wanted to be in the food stuff, you could be in the food stuff. Um, and that's fine, too. I knew people who had uh, created vice funds or mutual funds. So it was stuff like the gambling and alcohol and whatever. And if that's what you wanted to do with your money, you could do it. But once it's a public pension fund, what kind of environmental and social, you know, Values are you wanting them to invest by? If it's the Catholic Church, it's pretty clear we have a Pope. But if you keep changing who your governor is, are you going to keep flipping what the E and the S is for at least governance? It's clear because there are good governance principles. You want audited financials. You want, you know, certain things that are controlled and we have oversight and that kind of thing. That That doesn't involve changing your morals of, oh, we want people to be nice to puppies. People need to have something that doesn't keep changing, potentially, every four years if it's pension investing, because it's supposed to be long-term investing. If you're having to switch over your investing policy every four years because the politics change, that's not a very stable strategy um and if you're saying well it's going to have to be political then you start questioning whether you should have a public pension fund to begin with because now you're saying that you basically have this huge pot of money and the point of it isn't to ensure that you have retirement security for your public employees but the point of it is to have this big pot of money to play politics with do you think the taxpayers are really going to want to fill any holes when you have investment losses because you're playing these games because if you have i mean at the very least i assume the cios would not be so foolish as to say well i gladly lost a billion dollars and i'd do it again um, they'd learn not to do that they'd learn not to say that at least what do you think the taxpayers would happily fill that billion dollar hole when you're gambling on your green funds and again don't assume that it's going to be your preferred policy that's always going to be around and that's why it's dangerous <laughs> to assume that you have esg what does it mean the g i think it, it, unfortunately it's like these things come in a package the g is pretty neutral and it's hard to argue over a lot of the corporate governance standards that have developed over the decades the e and the s part there's actually stuff in there that's reasonable like you don't want to have the companies Um, likely to hit be hit with class action lawsuits because they're dumping sewage in the rivers but we don't have that kind of problem so much anymore that was like the 1960s 1970s 1980s maybe Um, regulation has kind of cut down on that what DeSantis is doing here with the ESG I'd want to see what the actual legislation says I can see what the supposed bullet points say. The you know considering the maximizing return on investment, well, okay, that's fine. But there are other potential goals as well, such as reducing volatility on your investment because you're supporting a specific liability. Um, so you know, I I would like to see what the legislation actually says. Uh, I wouldn't throw out the G part of ESG. Um, because, um, the G part, uh, if you want to maximize return, you might have extremely high volatility. Uh, so these are, you know, these are things that get balanced out. Uh, the E and the S part, again, they're all very fuzzy. Um, and some of the information on E and S could actually inform return on investment because certain sectors also have a lot of political risk and what the return on that investment is is going to depend on whether the product they make remains legal so that's or is subsidized or etc etc so think about what the return on investment on tesla would be if it didn't have so many government subsidies so i'll just leave you with that thought (laughs) so that's been stumped death and taxes I'll talk with y'all again. Bye-bye!